Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, Eric Christensen, pharmacist. And you can track me down at reallifepharmacology.com. Shoot me an email there. Uh, Also, you can track me down on uh, LinkedIn as well, uh, where I am uh, fairly active there as well. Uh, So today I'm going to cover morphine, which is uh, surprisingly a drug I have not uh, covered specifically yet. Uh, So I definitely wanted to do that. Uh, Brand names of morphine. Uh, Cadian, Roxanol, uh, MS Cotton, uh, there are a bunch of different brand names for morphine. So uh, if you do see a brand name that you're not sure of, definitely a, a good time to go ahead and, and look at that, look it up, and uh, make sure you know what you're talking about there. So one of the really uh, unique things about morphine is it's really considered a gold standard opioid. Uh, as far as dose conversions go. And one of the unique reasons why it's like that is because there are so many dosage forms of morphine. So we've got you know oral immediate release, we've got extended release, uh, we can give morphine IV, we can do epidural, intrathecal administration, uh, we've got uh, oral liquid formulations, uh, suppository formulations, I think you, you kind of get the point there. There's a, a ton of different ways morphine uh, can be administered. And uh, in the geriatric arena, this is definitely uh, advantageous in our hospice-type pop- population where we may not necessarily always be able uh, to easily give somebody an oral tablet, for example. So that is definitely one uh, nice thing about morphine uh, in our hospice uh, type population that may have difficulty swallowing. Now, one real life uh, example uh, that I really want you to be careful about, whether you're a prescriber, whether you're a pharmacist, or whether you're uh, a nurse administering this medication. So, we've got to remember that this is a high risk medication. Uh, overdose can lead to, you know, respiratory depression and death. Uh, those are the symptoms of, of opioid overdose, basically. Uh, with that said, because there are so many different dosage forms and because we've had a history of, of titrating doses higher with morphine in the past, particularly in, in hospice patients or cancer patients, there are those numerous dosage forms. And if we get goofed up, between those dosage forms. So specifically, I'm, I'm thinking about oral liquid. That's where I've seen errors occur within uh, geriatric patients. If you give 10 milligram per 5 ml morphine, if that's what the order's for, and you give 20 milligram per mil morphine, you're looking at a tenfold error potentially if you get, give a fixed 
uh, volume there. So very, very important to recognize that uh, you know concentrated oral morphine at 20 milligrams per mil is a lot different than uh, the lower concentration of morphine that can be given, which is two milligram per mil. So, uh, so, so critical. Uh, if you're unsure, if you're unclear, if you feel like you're giving a large volume to a patient or doing something that you haven't done before, uh, definitely call somebody, double check your math, uh, make sure everything is okay with respect to the dosing. Because once that dose is given, uh, we do have Narcan that we can, you know, potentially reverse an opioid overdose. But once it's given, you really uh, can't take it back, and you're putting that patient at significant risk uh, if an error is made there. So I kind of alluded to, you know, opioid overdose situation and adverse effects there. Uh, ultimately, it's going to slow down that respiratory tract and can potentially lead to uh, death. It'll just slowly uh, kind of dwindle away. Patients will uh, fall asleep. Uh, as they get close to uh, death, um, they will have, you know, kind of a, a gurgling breathing uh, noise that they, they might make, or sometimes referred to as a, a death rattle. Uh, so just some important uh, signs there of uh, opioid toxicity, opioid overdose, if you do ever uh, run into a patient there. Now, other adverse effects, probably more commonly what you're going to run into, particularly uh, if you're starting at, at low uh, doses in general, uh, nausea and vomiting, uh, stomach upset, that can happen. Every once in a while, you get a patient that reacts to it, you know, itching and rash and that type of thing. Um, constipation is a big one. And generally, patients don't develop tolerance to constipation. So as long as they're on that opioid, uh, they're probably going to have uh, issues, concerns with, with constipation. So make sure that's being assessed uh, in patients who are using uh, opioid therapy. And then, of course, you know, sedation, especially initially, patients might feel a little bit sleepy, that type of thing. Uh, if we're worried about giving too much, you know, we think about some of those other symptoms and monitoring, uh, you know, respirations and things of that nature. But uh, that just gives you a little summary of uh, kind of some of the common adverse effects that you're going to see with morphine and with opioids in general. Now, I do want to point out, we've had some, you know, warnings from the FDA lately regarding um, opioid withdrawal and avoiding abrupt discontinuation in patients who have been uh, op on opioids like morphine for a very long time. And I have seen this uh, in my practice personally, uh, where patients can get very severe withdrawal symptoms. It can lead to uh, nausea and vomiting, anxiety, insomnia, sweating, and substantial uh, psychological changes. And in that FDA warning, they even mentioned uh, cases of suicide because patients feel so terrible uh, with abrupt discontinuation of opioids. So uh, very, very important to, to recognize that we get put as healthcare professionals, we do get put into really difficult situations um, where, you know, it may be unclear whether a patient is diverting medication, how much they're using, 
that that kind of stuff happens all the time. Um, but it is really important to remember that there are substantial ramifications for abruptly uh, discontinuing opioids as well. So uh, we've got to you know look at each case individually and and do our best uh, to do our best for each uh, patient there. Uh, metabolism. There was one thing I did want to mention uh, that comes up once in a while. So morphine is uh, goes through a process called glucuronidation. And with that process, it forms metabolites, and some of those metabolites do have uh, activity. Now, there's one particularly that you should be aware of, um, morphine-6-glucuronate, and this metabolite um, is potentially associated with some central nervous system toxicity, neurotoxicity, and patients that are more likely to experience some of those adverse effects from that metabolite are patients with poor kidney function. So if you know a patient's kidney function has been declining and they are on you know chronic morphine or something, uh, keep in mind that that drug uh, can potentially accumulate and that active metabolite, excuse me, uh, can potentially accumulate and cause uh, some CNS issues there. So let's take a quick break from our sponsor, meded101.com. If you're in the market for board certification study material, uh, geriatrics, pharmacotherapy, ambulatory care, medication therapy management certification, we've also got a growing list of resources for NAPLEX at rxgrad.com. So definitely go check out all those resources. We've got links to everything uh, at meded101.com slash store. Again, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. If you're a nurse, physician, other healthcare professional listening, uh, we've also got resources at that same link, uh, books on clinical pearls and things that actually happen in, in real life. So my book, Pharmacotherapy, as well as The Thrill of the Case, uh, two great books uh, that can really help you uh, learn some of the real-world, real-life uh, clinical application of uh, medication information and pharmacology information. So uh, go check out all those resources, meded101.com slash store. So let's finish up on drug interactions with morphine. And you'll likely, if you're, you've operated a you know drug interaction program that flags drug interactions, uh, you're likely going to come across something that's going to interact with morphine. And the biggest category of meds, uh, kind of a generic broad classification, is CNS depressant type effects. So when I hear CNS depressants, I think of drugs that in general are pretty sedating. Uh, Benzodiazepines, gabapentin, uh, pregabalin, maybe some of the antipsychotics, uh, older antihistamine like diphenhydramine or uh, hydroxazine. Skeletal muscle relaxants, uh, drugs even like MAOIs, things of that nature. So there's a ton of drugs that really fit under that category of CNS depressants. So we've got to be careful and cautious about starting doses and how quickly we titrate and really assess. And it's really, really important to monitor these patients closely to make sure they aren't getting 
too sedated and we aren't uh, greatly increasing their risk of opioid toxicity and, and opioid overdose. Uh, two other things I, I want to mention, uh, alcohol, marijuana, same thing. These both can have some sedative type properties. And if you've got a patient that's you know, using higher doses or we're increasing doses of morphine or potentially in a situation where you know, patients are using uh, morphine as an illicit substance, uh, abusing that uh, morphine, uh, we've, we've really got to be careful uh, and, and caution our, our patients to the best of our ability um, that some of these other you know, illicit drugs or not considered medications uh, can have uh, other effects as well or additive effects uh, to that morphine. Uh, one other you know, quick interaction I, I did want to mention uh, was the P2Y12 inhibitors. Uh, so there is some evidence that uh, morphine may kind of block or blunt the effects of these drugs. So these are uh, examples here, Prasagrel, Clopidogrel. And in one of my recent podcasts on Prasagrel, I do talk about this a little bit further. So uh, you may want to head back and listen to that one again if you want a little bit more uh, detail on that or detail on, on Prasagrel in general. So I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, leave us a rating, review on iTunes. Um, greatly appreciate it or wherever you're listening. Uh, also, go snag your free PDF, reallifepharmacology.com. Uh, 31-page PDF, great resource for you know young healthcare professionals, healthcare professionals that have to take uh, pharmacology classes or board exams that require you to know pharmacology. Uh, just a great, quick resource uh, that hits the highlights on the top 200 drugs. So definitely free to you, uh, just simply for uh, following the, the podcast. And uh, we'll let you know as well when we've got uh, new episodes available, which are typically weekly uh, on Thursdays. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, take care. Have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.